Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Buffalo Happy Hour. What's up, Mike? Derek, we are in the distilling section of Hartman's Distilling. Absolutely. Justin Hartman is here from Hartman's. How are you? Good, good, guys. How's it going? Good, good very, very good. good. Thanks for coming down. Absolutely. So this is a relatively new area, right? Yes, yeah. The first board's kind of been uh, coming around uh, in the last year or so, and this this whole complex is brand new. Yeah. I think uh, still still under a year old. Can you tell everybody where you are at right now? 55 Chicago Street. Okay, yeah. perfect. You, you can see the... Uh, Grain silos, right? Is that what they are? Yep, right across. The blue silos, too? Yes, right across the river from Riverworks. This is a beautiful area, too. Thanks. And a beautiful distillery that you have. It just exudes classy. Huh? All right, thanks. (laughs) It wasn't me. It was all the wife or aunt or cousin. (laughs) Is that what you were going for? More of a a higher-end look to it? Well, (laughs) initially, (laughs) well, in my mind, it was like a concrete bar and a still in a garage and serving whiskey over that. Then, then the, the ladies got involved, yep. and they uh, they upped their <laughs> up the game a, a bit. So, um, at that point in time, yeah, we're like, all right, let's let's try to make it more of a classy establishment. Sure, absolutely, cool. It, it's pretty exciting because the first ward, like you said, has been coming up for a good while. But to actually have a place that you can go to before big events like tonight, there's a Sabres game, and then still come here, have a nice cocktail, great food, which we'll touch on, and actually have parking. Yeah. is, I think, pretty rare. So kudos to you guys because you hit it on the head. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you guys offer here from uh, Distilled Spirits? Sure. Right now we have our signature bourbon, which is a uh, blend of a high rye and high weeded bourbon. Okay. Um, that kind of is our pride and joy. We spent a lot of time coming up with creating. Um, we also offer a rye whiskey, 95% rye, 5% malted barley, about three and a half years on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then recently, uh, a few weeks back, we, we released our vodka, um, and we've, it's been getting pretty good reviews so yeah. far. Um, and we're currently in the process of making a gin. In fact, today cool. we're uh, putting a, a batch through, and we'll see how it turns <laughs> out. I love it. Today's the day. Yeah. So, uh, and so we're yeah. like, we're going to come to an interview. <laughs> yeah. That's why there's a little bit of smell of botanicals in the air. It's so nice, though. It is. It's a nice nice little offering that you have. And then you got a basket in there right now, correct? Actually, on the it's, other side? Yes. So the gym basket will go in here. It's the okay. copper basket kind of off camera right there. So there she is. Put that up about a, a fifth of the way with fill of botanicals. The vapors pass through there, pick up the aroma, infuse it right into the gym product. Yeah, but, awesome. but the trick with gin is you got to wait a few days, which some people don't realize, before you really see what the exact flavor profile is going to be. Sure. It's, it's like one of those spirits that mature a little bit. So um, we'll know in about three or four days. So what flavor profile are you going for with it? We wanted a citrus for juniper Oh, taste. okay. Interesting. So a uh, little lighter, but we didn't want to lose the juniper. It's an American-style gin. But uh, the American-style gins have kind of, in my opinion, gone away from the Jupiter, juniper a little too much. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to kind of dial that in we did do it on a test still that's about this big (laughs) so um and we we did many different variations and flavors and we came up with one we really liked and then it's all about trying to scale it up because it doesn't really scale up one-to-one you know like gotcha one bay leaf doesn't 
translate if you just increase it by 10 pounds. It could have that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's not a simple mathematic equation. No, no, it's not at all. A lot of trial and error. Like, yeah, and I think we're on the error side right now. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing so, wrong with that. <laughs> how much would this make if you like wanted to put all of it in and say, we're going to make our first batch? How much would it make? Of the gin you're yeah. talking about specifically? Uh, well, it's 660 working gallons. I think we did, in our first batch that we just did here today, was 100 gallons. Okay. Like 110 gallons. Um, but that scales up after you proof it down to roughly 400 bottles. Oh, okay. So cool. imagine that times six, you know, so it, it gets up there. Yeah. yeah. We put ours through this still right here. This is a designed whiskey still. Uh, it's got the whiskey helmet on top, four plates. So it allows for a more gentle distillation, so you, okay. which you kind of want because you want to pick up the flavors of the corn, sure. the mm -hmm. wheat, the rye, the malted barley, as opposed to like a, just a, a straight plated column where mm -hmm. you're kind of trying to strip as much of the flavor away as you can, like vodka. That's why they use 20 plates for vodka stills. Sure. Okay. Four is we want to get up close to 150, um, but bourbon has to come out under 150. So mm -hmm. we want to get up close to that. Uh, so the plates help us do that. However, we don't want to go over that. We're, we're not trying to strip away flavor. Sure. Gotcha. Yeah. So not only do you own Justin Hartman's Hartman's Distilling, but you're the head distiller, correct? Right now, yes. Yep. Right now. I have, so, uh, I have another guy named Justin that's in production with me. We keep Justin's on this side of the wall. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Make it easy that way. Yeah. yeah. So one of the staff comes back, just ask Justin. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Amazing. 50 to 70% of the, the flavor profile comes from the barrel. So it's all about the barrel. Okay. It's all about maturation. So where are you getting your barrels from? We teamed up with Independent Stave, which is oh, okay. an accomplishment for a small distiller. Absolutely. Um, Great, great guys. Been talking to them for a while. Finally got on their yes, we can order from us list, even though we're, we're, we're pretty small. Um, those are the barrels, the, the white, new white oak barrels you see around our tasting room. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. So we, we had 20 come in a couple months back. We can't wait to fill them up. Mm -hmm. yeah. Cool. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah. We're also going to try out Calvin Cooperage. Okay. So I, I got really into barrels and, and different flavor profiles, and I and kind of wheedled my way down to two or three that we really liked. Uh, and we're going to try those out. Awesome. Yeah. Now, just because you, you brought it up with how into barrels you are, we have to talk about your background and your educational background and how you got to this point because you're, oh, yes. you're very astute. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah, well, I mean, wasn't a born and bred distiller by yeah. any means, but um, got into it uh, just tasting bourbon with my dad um, years, years ago. I think actually it was Angel's Envy that, that got me into bourbon. Nice. Okay. And then it was just one class after another class after another class. The first one I did was over at Black Button in Rochester oh, okay. with Jason. Um, and I was like, yeah, I could definitely see myself doing it. But during the class, I was literally getting calls from my, I was a personal injury attorney at the time, still am. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So I was getting calls from work, even though I was supposed to. We got to one on retainer. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. So, <laughs> hold on. Oh, we're going to stop there? Time out. I was going to glaze right over that. <laughs> no, not at all. No, not no. when I'm here. So you were downstate as a lawyer. Yeah. yeah. Your wife forced you to move back by basically blowing up your social media. Not forced. This is going online. No, Not no, forced. It was, it was she, mutual. She, yeah. Yeah. Mutual. It was, yeah. it was somewhat predetermined. You know, we, for our friends and family are here, but she was, you know, was going to be like, oh, let's see how we're doing in seven years or so. Right. But yeah. That, that, she, she set the, the die pretty, pretty quickly. Okay. So, so that goes on. And after you fell in love with the propaganda of Buffalo, you moved back. <laughs> yes. That's how I'm going to word it. Yes. So yes. from yeah, there, fair, fair. Um, the, you came up here, started cranking on this. This obviously was a huge success, still is, and you're still growing. And then you never stopped being a lawyer? Like, how does that no. work? No. Uh, yeah, I still do personal injury work 
on the side. In fact, I'm headed to Syracuse for a deposition next week. <laughs> no, How do you have time for this? Uh, yeah, that's definitely taking a backseat. <laughs> it, was, it was supposed to be the other way around. Like, this was supposed to be the hobby. And sure. like, oh, yeah, this would be, like, the part-time. And it's done a complete It's reversed? Yeah, it's, like, 60 hours here, 10 hours there. So what do you have to do to maintain its your, it's basically a license, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You take classes, and then uh, I practice, and I have a, kind of a small group of clients that uh, I refer out, and I keep track of. No kidding. Yeah. So if you ever hurt a car. Interesting. You call Justin Hartman. <laughs> there it is. There Look it is. at that. <laughs> I'm sure you don't have the same number repeating multiple times, do you? No, six, no, six, no, six, no, six, no, six, no. six, yeah, six, six, six. No. <laughs> I'm going to laugh on the numbers for his personal law. Yeah. Match the mash bills for all of his products. <laughs> Switch up my jingle. Hurt in a van. Call Justin Hartman. There you go. There you go. Yeah, there Perfect. More people are hurting. <laughs> Self-promotion. That's terrible. That's awesome. So, <laughs> yes. All right. So getting back on to to your story because we touched on it a little bit during our episode where we um we actually raided uh this guy yep. okay. and then from there i was it's already gone by the way oh. delicious yeah it was we crushed it but <laughs> i was blown away at the the institutes that you attended um sure. because that's not i don't know per se normal <laughs> with the amount of education that you have so so we'll pick it back up so yeah, so um, I think most of my classes are out of Moonshine University. Okay. Yes, that is an actual place. It's Moonshine down in University. Moonshine University. That's that's the name they went with. It's down in right in the heart of Bourbon Country, Louisville, uh, Kentucky. Um, I started with the six day distillers course and moved on to a Bourbon Stewards course. Um, picked up some classes along the way in Colorado. So I, I like to go down to Louisville every chance we get. Um, in fact, we're finally doing the Kentucky Bourbon um, Festival. It's in oh, cool. September. It's like the third week in September. Okay. We have our rooms booked for that. Yeah, and it's, uh, I, I can't say enough about Moonshine. They're, they're, they're great to, uh, at educating and really filling out the gaps because there's so much that goes into it that, you know, you kind of get glazed over in other classes, but they, they mm-hmm. break it down and they'll spend a full day on this, a full day on that. Nice. Um, the class with Nancy Fraley was about maturation blending. So it was two full days. Nothing to do with distilling, nothing to do with yeast, anything like that. Just maturation blending. Just how to care for a barrel after. Wow. After oh, interesting. Yeah, it's wild. Because a lot of people that we've met since we started the pod is they go to like Trocare Distilling or a local college for distilling, and it's mainly about beer. And then they barely talk about spirits. So you found something that's specifically spirits specifically spirits okay yep has nothing to do with beer that's awesome it's absolutely distilling 100 percent. yeah it's pretty cool they they got a good program there and it's it's Mm -hmm. taught me a lot and then just having distiller friends in the community Mm -hmm. i went and spent uh, a day on uh, with a distiller friend on cuca lake making nice making a whiskey mash and just just things like that nice so when do you plan on start doing your uh actually distilling the whiskey here we're hoping as soon as we can finish um Gearing up this guy right here, the deflamator. Okay. Um, yeah, so we're, we're able to run gin right now because we're bypassing the deflamator. Yeah. So uh, once we get, there's a, there's still a piece there that we're trying to calibrate, so to speak. Um, hopefully within a week or two. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of sample batches. Oh, nice. Yeah, Food nice. Yeah. Yo, can you just check the camera, make sure she didn't budget? No, Okay, perfect. Awesome. Well, that, that's really cool. That'll be very, very exciting for you to start doing it. Um, and then you're going to go with the... Bourbon or the rye first? So the way we're going to do it, because it's the two different bourbon mash bills, we'll spend like a month doing weeded bourbon. Okay. Then we'll spend a month doing rye bourbon. Oh, cool. Then switch back to the weeded bourbon. And then every so often we'll hit a rye whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd like to eventually get into the single malt. I think the American single malt is going to be the next big thing. Really? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So we'd love to get into that. Yeah. 
And if the distillery itself, you have you do other things outside of just distilling. You have these whiskey talks, correct? Do you want to touch a little bit about those? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, we do uh, bourbon talks. Um, in fact, our second one's coming up this weekend. Oh, cool. We'll, we do them usually the first or second weekend of a month. It's on a Saturday at noon. Um, free to attend. You just come on in, and it's not like uh, it's not meant to be a lesson so much as just an open forum sure. where we're just chatting about bourbon. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll post the subject matter online. I think our, our last one was on maturation and the barrel. Yep. And, and it was all about, a lot of it to do is about toasting because it's crazy what's going on in the bourbon world now. I don't think many people realize this, and they're not, they're not giving it its due, in mm-hmm. my opinion, is that they just started toasting barrels like five and a half to seven years ago. When you mean toasting, can you just explain that a yeah, little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So you used to go down to Kentucky. In fact, first time I went with my dad and my brother, we went to and did a ton of distillers, right? And everybody talked about their char. They'd say, okay, we have a char three. We do a char four. Nobody was toasting at that time. Toasting is essentially charring on steroids. Oh, okay. Yeah, when you char, you set the barrel on fire up to a minute. Like a char four is, is the barrel's on fire, the inside of the barrel, for a minute to create a nice charcoal level. It caramelizes the wood sugars, but also creates like this carbon filter, really. Um, what they've been doing in the world of wine across the ocean for years is they've actually been toasting barrels, which they'll put a heated element inside oh. the barrel for 45, 50, almost an hour, mm-hmm. and they'll slowly cook it. That's Instead why of I just say, setting it ablaze. It's, well, yeah. Then they set it ablaze. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. So you char it on top of that, because the charring really is more for filtration than it is for tasting. Sure. So it's, it, it's all about caramelizing those wood sugars. So they, they found with charring, you're getting a little caramelization, of course, but if you could cook it for 45 minutes, it's like a whole other level of, of caramelization and bringing those wood sugars out to, towards the surface. Wow. And they, the big buys, all, they all do it now. If you go down there, everybody will tell you their toast, everybody will tell you their char, all mm-hmm. of them. Um, but they just started up about five, eight years ago. And Gordon Long, one of the head salesmen's, uh, salesmen at an independent state, which is the biggest barrel producer in, in, in the country, if not the world, uh, actually emailed him and said, hey, I'm doing this bourbon talks about toasting. I think it's kind of crazy how it's kind of rather new. Can you give me any insight on that? Emailed me back with a bunch of articles. They actually did a, a blog about it. And they're like, yeah, it is kind of new. Um, here's, some, here's some articles about it. But, but to think that, all right, so 50 to 80% of the flavor profile comes from the barrel, right? Yep. And they just started toasting, charring on steroids about five years ago. It's a whole new flavor profile. So we've never had a 10-year toasted. We've never had a Pappy Van Winkle 15 years. It's an entire that's new product. True. It's an entire new... We're, we're flipping the chapter on bourbon. And that's America's only native spirit. How wild is that? Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. And not enough people are like... They're kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're doing yeah. this. You know, I think they don't want to be called out. <laughs> yeah. something. I don't know. So does the method of which you're charring or burning the barrel have anything to do with how much is lost during the actual barreling process to like the angel share or anything like that yes absolutely okay believe it or not the char goes up to like a seven or eight actually you know people say it only goes to one to four but their buffalo trace try to char eight I believe wow. it was either seven or eight. The barrel was barely together. Like they lit this thing on fire. <laughs> just hold. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, and on the ground. <laughs> and I was like, that, yeah, all right, yeah, we've topped it out. Yeah, but then everyone's yes. like, but did you taste it, though? <laughs> yes, it actually tastes pretty good. It aged for five minutes before. <laughs> so, it is a scale of, you know, yeah. but it, absolutely, it, it affects that. That's why it's generally just been one to four, four being like an alligator char where it's, sure. yeah, you know, it's getting a little iffy at that point in time. Interesting. Yeah. That's really so cool. for, I'm trying to word the question correctly because there's so much to it, but in regards to actually setting it ablaze, 
Are they literally just holding a flame to the inside and hoping that the wood itself catches fire and then they kind of let it slowly all encompass the flame or do they have an accelerant? Because I'm sure they can't with using a liquid into it afterwards, right? Yeah, that's a great question and I don't know the answer to that. But yeah, they do. I was going to ask how you put it out. Yeah. Fire extinguisher. They do douse it with like a, a thing of water. I've seen that, but that's okay. a good point. You know what I mean? Like how do you right. actually... So it's, it's like an electrode, and I saw it in person. They flip it over, but it, it looks like the inside just bursts into flames. And I never thought of that, to be honest with you. I'm like, yeah, yeah. of course, barrels do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, they spontaneously combust. That's it. We're in Kentucky. That's what they do down here. And some guys with a beard's like, it's been a minute. Turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a really good point. They must have some kind of, I don't know what it is. I'm sure yeah. the salesman knows. Yeah, I, that's a good question to ask. So is that something that happens at the distillery, or does it happen at the barrel cooperage? Cooperage, okay. yeah. yeah cool. they do it at, some distilleries are now doing their own cooperage. Some have been for a while. I think Jim Beam has its own cooperage. So, that makes sense. I, I think yeah. that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, we talked with another distillery, and they were saying that they were putting additional pieces of wood in there that are charred. Yes, so that's kind of another new trend, and the craft movement okay. kind of pushed that forward. Um, you could do charred chunks, like oak chunks. You could do, it doesn't have to be oak. You could do any kind of wood. Okay. And they're, they're kind of manipulating flavor profiles that way. And that's completely, to an extent, legal. And you could still call it bourbon. Oh, okay. It, it's, it, there's a fine line there. Like, for example, Angel's Envy, believe it or not, it's not technically bourbon. And it's, really? It's right on the label that's called Angel's Envy bourbon. But if you notice, underneath the bourbon, they have to state port cast finished. And it's technically not bourbon, but they're allowed to state on the label what the base is. So if the base is bourbon, they can call it bourbon or, gotcha. you know, put that on the label. But they immediately have to follow it. It's like there's some restriction on the letter size and all this. Just so because it wasn't in the new jar of barrels, right? It's because they, yes, they added the port wine finish. Sure. Okay. Because that's like a flavoring. So so there's kind of a fine line. There. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And then you get people like me that walk in and read that on the label and think that it's like a higher end bourbon because <laughs> yeah. it's oh, got a different finish. Like it, <laughs> must, be, it must be better. Yeah. Right. Come to well, find out it's not even bourbon. Technically. Technically, technically it doesn't yeah. fall in the definition. Yeah. I'm shocked wow. that they source from MGP, too. Yes. Does MGP create their own whiskey at all? They just started this year. Oh, really? Great. Yeah. Look at it that. Was, it was just this last spring that they started. If you're such a successful distillery and you're sourcing stuff out, it's like people do, that are in the whiskey business understand what MGP is. Yes. But most people don't understand that basically 93% of the stuff in stores is from MGP sourced whiskey. It's insane. So yeah. the fact that they're going to start putting stuff out, I wonder if they're going to stop distributing their... That's that's the rub. Yeah. That's what it, that's what there's been. You know, if their brand takes off, mm -hmm. you know, you, right? You, sure. You've you've only made so much whiskey, and to get back to that point, I mean, they're not the only ones doing it. Mm -hmm. um, Barton does contracting. Oh, okay. Lux Row does contracting. Um, Bardstown Bourbon Company. If you ever get down to Bardstown, by the way, you know, Bardstown's phenomenal. It's it's the it's the craziest little town. Were we talking about this? I don't know if we were talking about this last time we were chatting. But it's it's like a 40 minutes outside Louisville. Okay. It is the bourbon capital of the world. We did. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I was telling you, it's like 5,000 people, but it's got this crazy thing where there's like seven people murdered mysteriously in the last like five years. Yeah. It's I'm, wild. Nice. It'll be on Netflix within like a year. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, already a, there's a podcast about it called Bardstown that's insane. Oh, nice. But anyways, I, we, that was a segue. never <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, we were talking about Bardstown <laughs> Bourbon Company. They're the, big, the brand new big boy on the block. Okay. Oh, okay. Beautiful, beautiful, high-tech facility to the point where when you're doing the tour, you put on wireless walkie-talkie mics. 
and it's all high-end finishes. It's insane. Really? But while we were doing the tour, they were making, they were contract distilling for somebody, and it was called, they had a funny name. It was like called Papa, Papa Smurf and Mama Smurf or something. I believe it was Papa Smurf. And they wouldn't tell us what that was. And like they wanted, we signed all these anonymous agreements because people don't want, some people like frown upon this MGP process or this contract right. distilling process. And so they, they go great lengths with non-disclosures to try to hide that. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know why, why you necessarily need to do that. Bullet doesn't. Bullet, Bullet's been using MGP for 14 years or so. What, however long they've been around. And they're like one of the biggest bourbon yes. companies out there. Yeah. And they, they're proud that's, of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it if you if that's the way that you want to go. Yeah. But other distilleries that want to try to make their own product and put their own name on it, it's good to know what distilleries aren't using MGP. That way you can try something literally completely different right. than a lot of the other brands. Right. But but to that, MGP has a lot of profiles. Sure. Yeah, so, that's true. You know, and, they, and, and again, a lot of people, they'll buy a profile and they'll do something to it. Like, for example, us with the high wheat and the high rye. Sure. I'm not too sure there's another distillery out there doing that right now. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Cool. Jeez. That's kind of cool. So let's, let's talk about the food that we have oh, in front sure, of us. Just yeah. because, so, one, I'm hungry. <laughs> and two, no, I'm just kidding. Um, two, you do a lot of other stuff outside of just the whiskey and the bourbon and the, the distilled spirits. You have a pretty good food menu, too. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure, sure. Yeah, we, um, we have a kitchen, full kitchen. Um, start off... The idea was, oh, actually, it started off with me saying, we'll get a free popcorn vending machine. Like, was, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, that, yes. that's exactly what I was doing. Salt <laughs> makes people drink, right? We'll just yeah. load them up with salt. Yes, I thought I was a genius. I thought I broke, you know, I, I cracked the code to a successful distillery. Breaking the mold over here. Yes. Yeah. And then, uh, like, no, no, let's, let's, let's get a small kitchen with some bites. And then we, we um, brought uh, our GM on. And, GM, and, and actually, Jeff Ware told us this, too. He's like, people want food. You really should... Try to expand your kitchen as much as you can. Uh, Jeff Ware is the owner of Resurgence next door. Okay. So we, we doubled the size of our kitchen. We expanded our menu. So we have appetizers ranging from pretzel bites, which we have here, um, nice charcuterie board, all the way to soups to salads to all the way up to sandwiches. Um, and we're expanding like a beef and cheddar or a turkey sandwich on the, off the panini. We're expanding a little bit. We're adding nachos. We also have a brunch, including biscuits oh, and cool. gravies. Biscuit and gravies, avocado toast. Uh, we're gonna have an egg, um, an egg bake that's coming out next nice. week or two. Yeah, so we're we're getting there. Do you no do thing. like mimosas and stuff too? Then oh yeah, oh, mimosas, yeah. Bloody Mary. They have a really cool Bloody Mary mix here. Oh cool. And it, it was first time I had it. It was without any kind of what are they? You know when you put the toothpick full of all the, the extras. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was served to me, and I was like. Yeah, shish kebab. You know, yeah, where's my shish kebab? <laughs> and they're like, just taste it, just taste it. We don't want the shish kebab to like take away from it. And I was like, yeah, this is actually really good. Um, but I've since made the out a little shish kebab. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm not too sure that I like you it. Have to. You have to. I'm like, come on, let's throw pepperoni in there or something because I want to chew on something. Uh, yeah. So. Do you have any happy hour specials or anything like that, food wise? Uh, food wise, well, I, I don't know. So we we. <laughs> Last time we talked, I promised a happy hour to come early mm-hmm. in the year. I think I said January. But we're just coming out with it now. So I nice. talked to the guy. We knew you guys were coming in. I talked to the, the GM and the, the bartender and said, hey, let's, let's roll out a happy hour. We wanted to do it. Now it's time. So they came out with something, and I don't really – they put an envelope, so I don't know exactly what it is. Nice. <laughs> oh, man. This is awesome. So we're revealing it on your podcast for the, for the first time. Um, and we'll, our followers will have to listen to your podcast to get a sneak peek, and we'll release it whenever your, your nice. podcasts come out. 
Yeah, absolutely. So it is. So it's, yes. So this will be. It literally hour. licked clothes too. I so know. No one can say it's I don't know who licked it. I kind of want to find that out. <laughs> My palms are starting to sweat. I'm getting all juicy. Why not too? You, I own the place. Everything's one dollar. That'd be quite the prank. Free, free. I'm gonna take a drink before this. You just got punked. There's no happy hour. Shut it down. Shut it down. Close the doors. Uh, all right, all right. So it's an email okay. version. They gave me an idea what it would be. All right, so we're doing $6 food items. Um, a pretzel. Our pretzel's right here. It's going to be 6 bucks. I think it's normally 9 or 10 Okay, Not cool. Bad. Nachos, which we're coming out with, which we, I think we're pricing around 11 or 12 $6. Why is it? Oh, it's 6 for 6 I was saying. Everything seems to be $6. Cocktails, we're doing a Kentucky Mule, $6. Ooh. And a, a Fitzgerald. So we that's on our menu, and I believe that's a $10. Yep. Item that'll be six dollars. Resurgence IPA and our seasonal will also be six dollars. I think that's like a one dollar savings. Garrett Thomas, and there's something about a magician. Oh, cool! Yeah, <laughs> I'm not too sure. If that's Garrett, to be Garrett Thomas. Yes. Yeah, you know him? he's. I, I, again, I could be 100 percent wrong with this, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure he makes the tricks for David Blaine. All right. Yeah, well, he's like a local coming. magician, and he's mad good. He actually just started a YouTube channel, too. Garrett, if you want to be on the podcast, let us know. Yeah, all right. so, but, so first of all, hashtag not a sponsor. <laughs> this dude, true. this is a local dude plugs. that basically creates tricks for David Blaine. Again, I could be wrong on that, but I believe so. That's I believe insane. he has like some tricks that he creates for David Blaine. Yeah. Well, apparently, he'll be in Thursday nights from 7 to 9. Every Thursday? I don't know. Oh, sweet. Can do Thursday. I think this is more of like a, a mock-up email. <laughs> <laughs> but still, that's awesome. Yes. So you got the six for six. Yes, six for six. Again, that's pretzel six dollars, nacho six dollars, uh, Kentucky Mule six dollars, our Fitzgerald six dollars, and Resurgence in our seasonal. We always have like a, a rotating seasonal six dollars. Oh, cool. Yeah, so well, you heard it here first, everybody. Share this and let everybody yes. know that Hartman's is the new place for happy hours. There it is. There it is. So it'll start. That's uh, amazing. You know, in a week or so. Yeah. So speaking of. Uh, performers, are you planning on having actual events here at all in the future, or are you sticking with the magician for now? <laughs> <laughs> well, if he writes for David Blaine, <laughs> seriously, what else would you need? Yeah, really, the man so needs a cool. stage. He, so he actually did a trick on me when I was a, a, like in this training program for my job. Oh yeah, me too. Where bro. he like he had me and my friend sit across from each other, and he like put a. I don't. It wasn't a spell. He's not a witch, but he's a magician. <laughs> but uh, he put this thing on us, and then he touched my friend's nose, and I can feel it. Like it's real. It's real shit. It's crazy. You felt it on your nose? Yeah, on my nose. Yeah. Like he's like, "What happened? What did you feel?" And I'm like, "I felt you touch my nose." And he goes, "I touched his nose. I didn't even touch you. I wasn't I even near you." That's a, right. He's very, very good. I would have walked out. <laughs> I would have turned around and been like, "You know what? Good for you, man. Enjoy your life." <laughs> I'm going to go eat some freaking pretzels. You're out of your mind. Like, stay out of Louisiana yeah. with the voodoo. Like, something's going on. In that on. case, maybe he's not going to be here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't want this guy touching A my magician people. with drinks, though, that's sick. Yeah. Because people are going to be all over it. Yeah. It's really cool. Well, it's a sweet right. happy hour deal. Yeah, job. nice yeah. job. All yeah. right. I guess Thursdays. Thursdays is the all day right. for it. We'll be back. We'll be back Thursdays. Fantastic. Uh, to get back to events. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, definitely. In fact, we just uh, had a chat with Resurgence about some upcoming events we'd like to pair up with them. Okay. Um, one that I'm really, really pushing for because I, I, this is just close to my heart. I've always loved it. I don't know why, but um, is the Kentucky Derby. We're going to throw oh, a yeah. Kentucky Derby party like no other. 
All right, if there's horses involved, I gotta show up. Yes. Mike has no idea what the Kentucky Derby is. We've established so this like three years. There's three. He thought there were actual horses running around the backyard. <laughs> we were, I'll tell you the backstory. Your backyard. I know. Listen, listen. I'll tell you the backstory. We're at Finger Lakes Distilling, oh, and we're talking God. to Brian McKenzie, okay. great guy, and he was doing another party for the Kentucky Derby. Okay. And in my mind, I'm like, there's gotta be horses. Yeah. Like, there's horses gonna show up. So I asked him, I'm like, like horses. Like, are there going to be horses around? I said, so, like, what do you, like, what is it? Like, what are you doing? And he goes, well, Mike, it's a horse race. And I was like, no, I get that. Like, I know that, but it was too late. So now this guy who went to, uh, where'd he go? He went to Cornell. Uh, yeah, he went to Cornell. So now he thinks I'm a moron. So I'm like, great, this is perfect. I went to college. Please have faith. And I'm like, great. Now he doesn't know that I don't know anything uh, about it. And then we go to. So now I just keep bringing it up. Everybody. Yeah. Oh, see? Then we funny. went to Buffalo Distilling and it came up again. Yeah. And they're no. like, what is it, Mike? And I was like, there's, there's horses. Guys. There's horses. And I'm like, shamed about it. They actually planted my response. Like, oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, really. Sure all you guys yeah. Everyone's working together. Yeah. So you're going to do a party for yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what is it going to entail? Just a watching party? It's going to be watching. We're going to do drink specials okay. where you can actually, like, the drink special will determine. Because they, they run the horse race all the way on, on, uh, on I think it's ABC or NBC. NBC actually yep. carries yeah. it. So whatever horse wins, we're going to mimic a drink special after that. So oh, if, like, cool. a long shot wins, it's like a 20 to 1 or a 30 to 1 that wins an earlier race, the drink special will be, like, that ridiculous. Oh, so sweet. We, so you'll be able to root on horses throughout the day because that will drop the price of the drink. We've got a bunch of other stuff planned, live music, things like that. Yeah, we're, I love the Kentucky Derby. And the outfits? The outfits, the outfits be will be full-blown. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Well, let's this go. is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Huge hats. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like also in your actual tasting room or your bar area, you do have TVs, so yes. it's a good entertaining space. This isn't your typical distillery where you're coming in and you're sitting at one random tasting room bar where it, there's no engagement. You have a full staff of bartenders. Yes. It's an actual event to come here. Oh, yeah. So, and it's a huge bar. Yeah, right. It's a huge bar, gorgeous bar. Yeah. And one of your, um, the bar manager, he came from a different bar in Buffalo, correct? Correct. So we, uh, Cameron Rector, our general manager, came from Vera. Yep. And Vera was like one of the, you know, premier cocktail bars. Hell yeah. Probably one of the first that, that I fell in love with. Come from New York City. Yeah. We literally, we went for a cocktail making class, my wife and I, for a birthday party. And we're like, wow, these cocktails taste like they're straight out of Manhattan where we were living at the time. Right, mm-hmm. right in New York City. Like you find them on the Lower East Side, like the hottest new, you know, mixology place. Sure. Um, so... Lo and behold, two and a half years later, we kind of our, our paths crossed, and he's uh, designed our cocktail program along with Joe White. And Joe White's um, he started over at Buffalo Proper. He helped start the Revelry in, in Rochester. Mm-hmm. He was at Patina Two Forty. Okay. <laughs> I always get that wrong. Um, so he's I I honestly think we have right now two of the top three mixologists in Buffalo. That's awesome. So that's that's we're spoiled to say yeah. the least, and they're doing a great job. It's so cool. Yeah. He, we met him a few times. He's super down to earth, and he he knows stuff. He yeah, he yeah. knows it inside yeah. and out. Yeah. It's wild how yeah. much he brings to the table, and you would never expect it. Right? He's right. just there. He's like, no, this is what we're doing, and yeah. then it's always rock star. It's awesome. <laughs> he always brings his game. Yeah. For sure. yeah. So during the happy hour, you also mentioned resurgence, mm-hmm. and if people know the area, you know that you're like quasi attached to resurgence a little bit. Yes. Is there? You have a common space out there. Is there any collaboration in the future for either them using your barrels for finishing some of their beer? And is that way too far in advance, or are you guys using some of the space together? It's not too far in advance. In fact, they just took two of our barrels yesterday. <laughs> Look at this. I'm on my game today. I know. Killing it. I know. Go home. <laughs> 
What are you doing? What are you, a co-host on a podcast? <laughs> yeah, really. It's like I'm informed for some reason. I know. Uh, yeah, that's so, sweet. So stay tuned. Um, they're going to be making a beer in it. They used one of our high wheat, high rye. And nice. um, I'm not exactly sure, but they said, hey, we'll keep you in the loop and we'll do some kind of event around it. That's awesome. Yeah. So also speaking of barrels really quick, you have a barrel program. Yes. Do uh, you want to talk about that a little bit and what that entails? Is that designed yet? I know last time it was kind of up in the air a little bit still. Uh, as far as contract is still in, or are you talking about the Bondsman Club? The Bondsman Club, I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The Bondsman Club, we're still working out the, the, final, okay. the final editions of it. Um, and part of the reason why it's just we haven't – we actually have a list of people, so if you're interested, email me. Um, we're only t- take a hundred people in the first edition of it, but essentially, yes, it's a barrel program where you purchase, um, the rights to a bottle. Uh, I believe we have it at 25 years down the line and that's because we're dedicated to Buffalo. We're going to be yeah. here in 25 years that's awesome. Uh, and you're going to have one of the first barrels off the still that we're going to put away. We're going to put a plaque on it that says Bondsman Club first edition. Uh, so you'll always be able to see it here in our distillery Sweet. for the next 25 years. We're going to put away two just in case something happens to one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe two different buildings. You know? Right. Um, and that includes other perks as far as a bottling party we'll throw. Um, you get discounts on food. You get discounts on retail items, uh, special invites to special events. We, we want to do a farm-to-table uh, dinner actually oh, cool. here in the distillery space. So you'll get a special invite to that. So, yeah, right now we're just taking names for it because we want to make sure that we're able to offer that product right away. Mm-hmm. We don't want to say, okay, your first edition, but we don't barrel your first barrel for a couple of months down the sure, line. Yeah. But we can't offer you a bottling party until six months later. We, we want to be able to make sure that that's, everything's on the table. We can offer it from, yeah. from go. Well, you can put Buffalo Happy Hour on one of those lists because we're All definitely right. in to do that. All right. Fantastic. It's, it's so cool. I don't know any other distillery that does that. Um, yeah, I mean, there's New Rift was one of the ones, brand new one just outside of Kentucky that did something similar. Um, and I was talking to one of the people over there, and that's how I kind of got the idea. They okay. were selling there's two years before they made a single product. They were selling bottles for a hundred dollars a piece. It was just a right to buy a bottle in two years. Really? So, so yeah, something similar, which which was interesting, and people were lining up for it, and they they kept selling out. It was it was insane. And so I don't know what they called their club. They had a different name for it, but um, and that's why I thought, all right, that's kind of cool. But uh, let's do our own kind of mm. take on it. Cool. There's a lot of people that collect batch bottles. Yeah, batch one. Yeah. yeah. So. Excuse me. So when when those opportunities come up, it's like a legitimate crowd of the same. It's like it's literally a community, and they're like, "Dude, you went on this? My name's been on the list for ten months, bro. Like, where you been? Like, I thought you were in. It's like, oh god, I'm a loser. Then you show up, and then there you are. You get your first bottle, first batch, and then you literally keep it for as long as possible, Mm -hmm. and then. I don't know, like a milestone, like first born or something like that. You crack it open, but absolutely, it becomes like a trophy. Yeah, on shelf. Absolutely. Yeah, I had new riffs, first batch, right? Whatever. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So, because you guys are going to be huge. Yeah, so we think so. Absolutely. We think we're in the right spot. You, do you have room to expand here at all? Not here, okay. but we are looking at other properties. Really? Yeah, yeah like directly Already. across wow. the street. Look at you. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we we would like to eventually have our own space. Um, I'd like to move into, believe it or not, a bigger still. Yeah. Um, and have a, a, a larger storage area. Sure. Yeah. Because right now your your storage area for barrels is specifically the one in your distillery is <laughs> what. Yeah, the one here is 48. It's a rickhouse. It's a, we call it our urban rickhouse. Yep. It's um, 48. It holds 48 barrels. Okay. Yeah, which With, is roughly 11,000 bottles of bourbon. Worth. Oh, okay, cool. So just speaking of resale, where since you guys are new, are you in a like certain set of bars? Are you in all the bars in the Buffalo area? And like, what about liquor stores? All of them in the area? And then what about states too? 
We are in nothing yet except okay. for um, uh, Tim Stevens's whiskey bar. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, lucky day. I'm sorry. Lucky day. Oh, lucky, lucky day. day. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I saw Tim, that day there, yeah right. Tim Stevens is one of the best cocktail guys out there, and he owner of Ballyhoo as well. Um, in fact, he's one of the very first people I talked to when we were looking into this. Really? Yeah, because I almost um, one of the first properties. There's a small building next to Ballyhoo. And I talked to the developer of that and owner of that building. And uh, he's like, you know, you should be Tim Stevens. Tell me your idea and stuff like that. And so he was one of the first people like four years ago that I talked to about this. And I just saw him. Um, he came a couple weeks after I opened. He's like, that's crazy, man. We talked about this like four years ago. Right. Like, Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I know. Look at you. You got like the best whiskey bar in Buffalo, which is awesome. Right. So is awesome. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was a kind of foregone conclusion that he wanted to carry our product, which we're super happy about. Yeah. So we immediately got him a batch. But really, it's just been a problem of scaling up. Sure. You know, our batches, we just did a batch of bourbon. It was, uh, our largest batch yet was 417 bottles. Wow. So, so, and we're blowing through so many at the bars that we got to make sure that we have enough. So we got a list of bars that have reached out to us that want to carry us, which is great. And uh, we're hoping to hit the the sales road Mm -hmm. in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be tough because you, your bar is always packed. So it's hard so for you to dedicate. Yeah, yeah really. Right. It's hard for you to dedicate some bottles for other areas. Right. Right. Yeah. We like, crazy. We didn't anticipate this positive response. This, you know. So. Yeah, because you were when we first met, you were saying that the the growth that you've experienced was literally just organic, and then it was about three days, three days after you actually opened with your grand opening, the news was here. Yeah. The local news, and <laughs> yeah. you're like, I guess the news is coming. Like, I gotta, I gotta make chairs because we don't even have chairs yet. <laughs> And, it's, it's true. and then from there, like all these people are now reaching out to you and do you even have a sales rep or is it just all organic and people are reaching out just because they know what's going on in the area? Yeah. That's the next step. The sales rep. <laughs> so so, that, so wow. you don't yeah. even have a sales rep. It's no, people you're literally blowing through the product. Like, Jesus. That's taking my call. Take the call. Good for you. Yeah. I wish we had that. Yeah, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just kidding. No, we're getting there. It's, but it's yeah, that, that's, that's awesome. Thank literally you. just Thank organic you. to have the amount of outreach that you have and i mean it's just that's awesome yeah no we've been super happy with it yeah so what's next for hartman's uh yeah well i think kind of what we just talked about distribution we want to get our name out there want to be in the premier liquor stores Mm -hmm. and and have you know the local liquor store and and be on the shelves so I, i think that's next i think um expanding to do that in fact we just had to put in another order for more mgp barrels because we went through our first year's worth in a month and a half um, and uh, I'm kind of trying to I always try to look five, about five years out mm-hmm. so we're, we're trying to plan for the next turn or next evolution of Hartman's mm-hmm. yeah. and then the happy hour yep. yeah happy well, hour. The, ha- the happy hour is like the immediate thing we're also doing tasting uh, tours I'm sorry tours I just posted we, I don't even think we put them online yet so nobody even knows that they're there um, but you can book a tour online now and that, it'll include um Oh, this is a great segue. This is here we go. Yeah, let's go for it. Wow, kill it. So it will include a tasting of our brand new um, bourbon chocolate balls. Nailed it. Yeah. Keep talking. Yeah. So So part part of the what I wanted to do here in Buffalo is bring like the Kentucky Bourbon Trail to Buffalo. And one of the things you see at every tour or tasting you do in Kentucky is a bourbon chocolate. They call them bourbon balls or bourbon truffles. Mm -hmm. Uh, We teamed up with. Blue Table Chocolates uh, that are over there by Five Points Bakery. They got a brand new stop shop. We we tasted them about a year and a half ago when they had like stands at different craft fairs. Well, fell in love with their chocolates. Very very you know cutting edge, tasty tasty chocolates. Um, 
came to them with the idea. It's been about a year in the making, believe it or not. Uh, and we just released these last week. They are, so let's pass around here. Yeah. Oh let's go. Gosh, yeah, yes, help yourselves. They even, oh, they're cool. They're like a nice little dark blue color. Yeah, yeah they, they asked for our blue Pantone number, yeah. and they said we'll, we'll kind of make like a marbled oh, variation nice. of that. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and that's sweet. It was about four rounds in the making. So, yeah, part of your tasting will be three different whiskey products, and at the end we'll also taste them with the, the, the chocolate. Yeah. Wow. So if you have a little bit of that and a little bit of whiskey. Actually, this is incredible. Yeah. So it's yeah. made with our bourbon. Yeah. It took Blue Table when they started actually working on it. Well, I say about four, three, four months, and that's because they're perfectionists. Ben over there is an absolute perfectionist. He wants to get it 100% spot on. That is phenomenal. I just, yeah. I can eat that whole box. Pick up the so bourbon. Dangerous. No yeah. words, man. Oh, yeah. Pick up the bourbon. Are you can so retail them. <laughs> serious? This is insane. These are yeah. so good. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. So that'll be part of the tasting. As long as a full tour, it'll be about 45 minutes long. Um, deep, deep, edu- you know, deep cuts into some of the educational parts of it. Full tour of our facility, uh, a tasting that'll include the, the chocolate and a souvenir glass. Oh, souvenir glass. Yeah, nice. absolutely. Yeah, because you got a lot of merch over there too, right? At the corner. Again, yeah, merch. That's what they do down in the bourbon, the Kentucky Bourbon Trail, better than anybody. You know, they they, they push the merch. All right, so I want a Glencairn glasses, mm-hmm. rocks glasses. We built that entire merch stand is actually built from hand. Oh, so from scratch, absolute scratch. We did. I designed it based on some pictures I took down there. We had a welder friend, a retired welder friend, that welded it for us. Literally built from scratch. Um, we sanded it, painted the whole nine. Um, so yeah, it, and it'll be it'll include one of our small tasting Glencairn classes. Oh, sweet. Yep. Solid. Yeah. Fifteen dollars. So book them today. Ten ten people a tour. I think it's a two hours on Saturday, starting the week after Valentine's Day. Sweet. All on the Buffalo Happy Hour. Yeah. Look so there it is. We, yeah, people don't we, even know about that. we, we got to post this soon. I don't it's think my wife tomorrow. knows about that. I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to ask it for They're like, hey, honey, hey, I just, just com- let you know. <laughs> I just committed about seven Saturdays. <laughs> <laughs> so can you talk a little bit about the building? Because this building is historic too, right? Oh, absolutely. Do you know the history behind the building? I do, I do. So this was the E.B. Holmes Machining Co. building. Okay. E.B. Holmes started as a Cooperage. Oh, my gosh. I, I used to know the exact year. I want to say like 1864. I, I might have made that up, mm-hmm. but it was somewhere around. There. But they've been the, they were the longest running company in Buffalo because they ran all the way up until 1992. Really? 1991-92, which blows my mind. Yeah. Um, and they started as a cooperage, so they started making the barrels, right? And then they were like, oh, let's find a way where you don't have to hand make every barrel. They pat- patented the first machine that made barrels. Really? And wow. the very barrels that we put our whiskey in now. And they, they did that for years. They, they were a machining co. So then they, they made all the different parts and they called them barrel dressers that they like wrapped the wood around and everything mm-hmm. like that. So that stood on this entire lot where uh, we are, the rock gym, surgeons, this entire, I guess you could call it complex. Mm-hmm. It just, over the years, it deteriorated to a, to a point where they were just using the space where resurgence is now and everything else kind of just fell apart. Sure. And um, so that was the only space they could actually salvage circa 20 years later when, when they were doing the build out of this. So we're on a brand new building. However, it's where EB Homes used to be. And to pay homage to them, we went into the safe that they had here when they were throwing out all their um, drawings. And we salvaged a bunch of incredible you know, straight from 18, one of them's dated 1897, original drawings of these barrel 
stayed. That is so sick. So th- well, those, that's the artwork hanging around. I, I still have to get plaques for them. In fact, somebody just made them. I got to go pick them up. But it's look at the dates on them. They're all original dates: 1904, 1897. That's so it's cool. Insane. Was that just coincidence that you happened to find this place and then you found the history and you're like, "Whoa, shit! I'm a distillery. What a coincidence!" <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Um, I was working with so Ella is the developer on the project. Resurgence owns their building. I was working with them, and the first time I met them, I met them at 301 Ohio, which is their, was their, at the time, brand new building, residential building across the, the Ohio Street here. And I pointed out, I'm like, you know, that's an old Cooperage. How, how cool would that be? I didn't know, but they're already in the works to oh, acquire. Oh, sweet. So, you know, a year and a half later, we're, we're, we're lined up, kind of pseudo lined up at a different property, and or I think it was actually only like about six months later, and that they came back to us and said, yeah, by the way, we were, we were purchasing that property, and we think you, you should take a look at it. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, what a good that. story. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it just cool. was kind of, you know, serendipitous. Absolutely. So speaking of stories, we always like to talk about the origination of the distillery's name. Now, yours is kind of <laughs> obvious. <laughs> yeah. But did you have other names that you were considering, and then you're like, let's just go with Hartman's? Or was it just always known that you wanted to have a company in your name? No, that was not okay. always known. In fact, I resisted. I was the last. I was the holdout vote. Oh, I, okay. And, I don't know. Not so much like I don't. I don't like to be like uh, egotistical sure. or something like that. But also, you know, what happens if it fails? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm still an attorney. I don't know. I'm not associated with a bankrupt distillery. Yeah, it's like so oh, that was more it. I was like, yeah, sure. yeah. No, no, that makes sense. I don't this want is a jam. I mean, same after you. <laughs> yeah, so I was the last holdout vote on that. I wasn't too keen on, on that. But they, they, we hired a branding firm, and we went the process. It had to be about, we started in October, and we started a name in January, and this was some intense, We four rounds of names, I think we got, 12 names in total, four rounds, okay. um, and at the end, they just were like, you know what, it just it has a heritage feel, it's just authentic to you, it helps tell your story, so there were a bunch of other names in the works, and I think at first we were targeting names that had something to do with the history of the first ward, like sure. mm-hmm. an old manufacturing company, or... Um, I think one was Mutual Rowing Club, which they have a park sure, yeah, after. Yeah. Um, but in the end, it was just, you know, it just felt like it was the best fit. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's simple, too. Like, it's not overcomplicated. It's to the point, And then it's recognizable. Yeah. Like, yeah. where you at? Oh, I'm at Hartman's. And then everyone already knows. So that's cool, too. You know? Yeah. Did any thought go into the actual branding of your bottle by you? Or was that? Because you're one of the only distilleries that we've seen that has the raised edge with your Hartman's label on it. What was that thought process on? Sure, yeah, so that was, we designed that entire bottle. Um, and, and by we, I mean myself, uh, my partner on the project, Bob Hollow, we went through a million different bottles. What do we mm-hmm. like? What What's important to us? Well, we, we want it, obviously, 750. We want it to be able to fit inside of a well. We want it to be able to fit under a shelf. Typical shelf heights on back bars are 12 and a half, 13 inches. Um, so we had some parameters, uh-huh, and then we like, looked at different bottles, and, and you know, we went to our branding firm, came back, to, you know, we gave them kind of the parameters we liked. They mm-hmm. came back to us with a couple of different versions, um, and uh, they're like, this kind of fits your 1950s nostalgia kind of theme. We think this might be a good way to go about sure. it. Nice. Um, so as far as, yeah, as far as the, the logo on the side, that was kind of just, you know, hey, what, what do you think about something embossed or engraved? Yeah. We, we, we talked about something up at top. We talked about something going up the, the seam here. Sure. Um, and then well, when I think it was Block Club who came up with that. Oh, okay. We, yeah, we, we 
felt, you know, we were like, oh, let's, let's run with that. Yeah. And when it came to us, we didn't expect it to have such a cool feel as it, like, it helps you hold the bottle. Absolutely, yeah. It one like of the a football. Yeah. It, one of the factors that we use when we do our own episode is we rate the whiskey based off of the label branding, the nose, initial taste, ending notes, and we get a final rating. And this one was our best rated because yeah. we love the fact that the bottle is specific to Hartman, not just the label, because you can create a label and stick it on a, an empty bottle. But this bottle, if you peel off the label, it's always going to be a Hartman's bottle, which was huge for us when we were rating this. Awesome. So th- that was just a sweet touch that oh, you guys had. Guys. Yeah, no, that, that, yeah, that really worked out, and that was all Block Hub's idea about the side. And it, we did also want to put uh, Buffalo, New York on the bottom. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, we didn't even is, notice yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't even see yeah, that, to be honest. That's so really sick. thinned out, you know, just kind of a, a, sh- a shout-out. Again, we wanted... The label comes off, you end up using it because it is a very sturdy bottle. Mm-hmm. We also wanted a bottle that was really heavy, you know, could hold up and people could use it for water yeah. if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. We wanted to make sure that people knew it was from Buffalo, Buffalo, New York product. That's sweet. Yeah. That's huge. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So what about social media? Are you guys on social media where people can, uh, actually, I think you're doing a giveaway right now, right? Yes. Yes. So we're uh, really big on Instagram. What, do you work here? <laughs> 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 I, I had to think them, about okay. that. Yes, like, I follow like, that. What? <laughs> now we're gonna give it away. It's, it's, it's 1904, Justin. You should get the dates right. Secondly, like, <laughs> goodness. Anyways, your giveaway. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Uh, social media. We have um, Hartman's underscore Distilling for for Instagram. Facebook's Hartman's Distilling uh, Co. Uh, our website's Hartman'sDistilling.com. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, just trying to get on and hit up the Instagram or, or Facebook two, three times a week. Mm-hmm. Let, let people know what specials we got or if there's a giveaway going on. Yeah. Sure. And now I know that this is probably going, well, it's definitely going to air after the giveaway because that's ending relatively soon, right? Yes. Today or tomorrow or something so. like that. Yeah. Um, three hours, yeah. 26 yeah. minutes. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Well, I've been doing 14 check. times. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't win, I'm going to be a little mad. But anyway, um, do you, are you going to plan on doing giveaways relatively frequently? So should people really pay attention to your Instagram account to make yeah. sure that they're entered? Yeah, we'd like to do it once a month. Okay. This is the goal. We'll do one kind of one giveaway once a month. Nice. Run it for about two weeks. So it's you know it's not too in your face. We're always giving away something, but it's kind of just keeps you keeps you, you know something to look forward to. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Great. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to highlight? Because we're we're basically all all good here. Is there anything else that you'd like to highlight about your distillery? Uh, no, man. I think I just want to thank you guys for coming yeah, in. Absolutely, you know? we, we really appreciate your your podcast and what you guys bring to the to the Buffalo Buffalo whiskey scene. Yeah. You know, and you know, not just not just happy hour, but the Buffalo whiskey scene. Sure, it's, it's really cool. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. Well, thank you for your time. Yeah, we'll see you soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks, man. Yep. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.